Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So baseball has unwritten rules, and to some extent, so does this station, as we are home of the Dodgers, but rules are meant to be broken, and Mm. we're kind of going into rival territory right now because we're joined by Amy Gutierrez, who joins us. She's been covering the the San Francisco Giants since 2008, and she's also a national correspondent for MLB Network, which tomorrow she'll be a part of a very special show airing on MLB Network. All Insider Calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com, where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. We know how to play nice here with the Amy G joining us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your, I won't say busy schedule, because I do have to pose this question to you. How are you spending your time these days? Because at least the last couple years, we've had a chance to practice the feeling of, I'm not supposed to be here right now. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on and bringing me into enemy territory. I appreciate the (laughs) kindness from you guys. Uh, we have a we have a neutral um, person in common though because my husband Paul Gutierrez lives down there most of the year and covers the the Raiders. So you know maybe we can maybe See, we can agree. I, on that. I knew he there was some answer. commonality, some ground Somewhere. we could share something with. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, and it's it's a great question that you're asking about how I've been spending my time because you know when the world turned upside down with COVID nineteen, I I kind of got gut punched a little bit with the loss of so much baseball and that was where the majority of my income came from and it's been a great lesson for me to learn to diversify my skill sets and my income and so I've had time now because this keeps going for those who think the pandemic's over it's actually not we're we're still in it and baseball now has decided to go into a lockout so I, I threw a couple of irons into the fire when all of this went down, and I teach at Sonoma State. I t- teach uh, several courses there. I'm a wine consultant. Um, I'm an influencer. I am a producer. I produce for UCSF. Uh, so it's just about really diversifying yourself. And it, it's great because I was looking for the push, and I certainly got it, like right off the cliff. <laughs> Go figure it out. And I feel like it's such a unique experience that you and and me and any other woman that works in the world of sports really share is that core identity. And I think everyone kind of struggled, as you mentioned, when the pandemic hit. It's like, who am I? I had so much wrapped up in my career, in my social life and whatever. But with sports, it's a different type of of, of sickness and love. And when you have to do it for a profession as well, (laughs) it's just been such a a different self-reflective learning experience. Let's just call it that, right? 
I think you're spot on, and I think we do tend to probably wrap up too much of our identity into what we do in the sports world. We have to, Amy. We're fighting everyone, right? We're fighting, uh, clawing our way to the top. But um, I think what I can only speak for myself in trying to realize that my skill set went outside of the sports world. I was a producer in news long before I started in sports. And going back to what I love to do, which is storytelling, and you can do that for various outlets and on various platforms. And, you know, I was always known for interviewing Giants players. Well, why can't I interview a NASA astronaut? And why can't I interview a winemaker? I have questions. I'm nosy. Like this can, we can go across a lot of different, different (laughs) arenas here and we don't have to stick to sports and it doesn't take away my love of what I do covering the Giants and working for MLB network. It's my number one love, but it really gave me time to reflect on you know, what did I go to school for? I went to school, I went to UC Davis and studied communication. So how do we make this work when things aren't working the way they used to? And it's about taking back some control and making some decisions and definitely making decisions for quality of life. You know, we, we push and we push and we push, like you said, and we get obsessed in this sports world and you have to go to every single game and you have to be there till the end. And I'm realizing now in, in this, you know, almost kind of pseudo post pandemic world, you don't, you know, you know what you're doing. And so make that work on several different levels so that you're safe. That's really insightful stuff to anybody that's working this business or anybody that's thinking about being involved or it just as a woman in general, because it is international women's month or women's celebration month. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of women all of the days of the year, <laughs> but uh, I know that you have a pretty uh, big interview tomorrow airing on major league baseball's network. How heavy of, of a toll do you think being the only woman in these particular rooms is on yourself or your uh, subject for the interview in that tomorrow, Alyssa Nockin. Yeah, Alyssa is fantastic. You know, just the the title that she holds and the weight that she carries on her back being the first female coach in Major League Baseball history. Um, to do this for Women's History Month, I applaud MLB Network first and foremost. And I think we'll, we will really have gotten to where we want to go when we don't have to do shows like this, where we spotlight the few women we have in uniform on the field. But the fact that we have women in uniform on the field is something to very much celebrate the progress that's happened from certainly when I started covering the Giants, I covered the A's before that for a couple of seasons. It wasn't even on our radar that we would see a female in a uniform. And and I hope that doesn't come across that I never thought it was possible. It just wasn't a conversation. And Alyssa single-handedly changed that along with you know, Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi seeing her value and seeing what she could bring to the team and onto the field that was going to be different than what somebody else could bring. And I think that's what's been interesting about my career path. You know, I work alongside for years, I was with Crook and Kipe, who are these two rock star broadcasters in Major League Baseball. What in the world am I going to bring that they can't, you know, handle themselves and and it was when I stopped looking at it that way, I started looking at it my way, that I saw things differently than they did. And the fan base reacted to that and that they, you know, they, they could explain it their way. And I had my way. And together, it was kind of a full way and, and a full perspective. And so I think that's what Alyssa is doing in being the first. She's certainly not the last. And we're seeing other teams 
not fall in line, but try it out, you know, and, and when you try something one way all the time and, and you have some success and then you have a lot of years in baseball, it's so cyclical, these teams, they need to freshen it up. They need a different set of eyes. They need a different perspective. And who's to say that couldn't come from a female? So I think it's just approaching the entire myth of, well, you didn't play at this level, so you don't qualify to coach at this level. That's just not true across any region of covering sports. Look at most sports writers didn't play at the level either, but they're respected and they're very much respected if they're men and women are still trying to, to get to the you know same level as men as in the press box. But to see it start happening on the field has been really inspirational. And I actually, I'm not sure what, how much of my interview is going to run, but I broke down at the end because I thanked her for being a role model for my 14 year old daughter who looks at, you know, Oh, oh, Alyssa Nacken, she's coaching first base. Oh, look, you know, the Yankees hired a, a female to manage their minor league team. And, Oh, look, we have a female vice president. And I mean, it's, it's happening all over and I, it's far, far, far too late, but, um, we got to just keep pushing. They and, better and run that be... whole thing. They got to run that whole interview. Otherwise, it's a disservice <laughs> to us I all. I don't know. You know it went in the hands of the editor, but it, it, Alyssa's one of my favorite people anyway with the Giants. She's just, you know, she's got the biggest heart, and she is so down to earth and so grounded, and that's why she's having success. I don't think any female could handle the pressure that she has, and she's done it with, with grace. It's amazing. Amy Gutierrez joining us. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter, Amy G Multimedia. She's talking about the MLB Tonight special that airs tomorrow. MLB Tonight, a conversation, women on the field. Uh, speaking of Alyssa, uh, just in general with everything and the pressure of, you know, baseball's 110-plus-year history, how do you feel like she's handled um, what she's been given? And has Gabe Kapler, anybody mentioned in the future of uh, the possibility of her managing an actual MLB team? He absolutely did. In fact, that was part of my uh, tease that we were able to put out there. One of the lists that we took from the from the piece was a quote from Gabe saying, Alyssa literally has all of the skills needed to manage a team down the line, you know, when she's, when she's put in her time. And <clears throat> I think it really needs to be noted. I've always felt this way as we, you know, talk about Women's History Month and we talk about the progress of women in our industry and, and, and in other industries. I know I don't get to what I'm doing today without the help of really supportive men along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just absolutely necessary to have that conversation that when you claim you're a feminist, it is not equatable to being a man hater and you can be a feminist and want the same things for women that men have and still love men, you know, and, and, I have so many men in my career and in my life, my dad being the first who, you know, never treated me any differently than my brother, threw me out in every little league practice to, to be the, the little sucker in the middle for pickle. You know, I'm running back and forth trying to get to the base and taught me how to throw a punch in the garage, but also took me out, you know, shopping for my senior prom dress. So I just, that's where it started for me. And being married to Paul, where we very much are equals in our partnership and in what we do, even though we do different things. And and then the men in my career that saw something in me at times I didn't see in myself. 
and said, nope, we're going to put you here. It's exactly what happened with the Giants. I had zero intention of going over the Giants. And Larry Bear, and at the time, my boss, Ted Griggs, saw me, put me over there and said, we think you can do it. And I struggled, but time, you know, really helps you get through things. Dwayne Kuyper, Mike Kruko would not have been able to have success in my career without them. So for the record, you know, you need supportive men as well in this entire movement to try to get to equality. But back to the original question with Alyssa, handling the pressure, I mentioned she's just done it with such grace. And she mentions in the interview the support of her family and her husband. And I think that's key. You know, if you have a good foundation and a strong foundation, supportive family, supportive friends, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you genuine and authentic to yourself. And that's her biggest thing is to never try to not be something she isn't. She's not going to try and be Gabe and she's not going to try and be Ron Wotus and she's not going to try and be Tim Flannery. You know, she's going to be her. And that's what people are drawn to. Authenticity. Well, and I think ultimately, for, for most of us that are involved in the business, we don't get involved with the business without having that those relationships with men by having that, not sheltering, but that understanding that I was a hockey player, so if I go out and block a shot, I'm going to get respect if I, if I block it down, right? Because I'm going through the pain, I'm willing yep. to make the sacrifice. And, and it's just getting everybody else's brain to turn on to that, because I just think there's so much autopilot thinking that we have when it comes to, to women's sports and just... Because it's not that hard to be respectful. It's actually pretty easy to place a bet on a WNBA game as long as they would just offer it alongside with the NBA games. Like it's it's it seems pretty simple to me. Well, and you know that's kind of how we do things. Yeah. I mean, if we could get a if we get a female in there for these negotiations with with MLB, I, I feel like we could get it done. I'm telling you, Amy, this <laughs> is we're on to something. We got to get the women in the room. Be a mom. Exactly. I put it out on Twitter that I was available, and Manfred hasn't, <laughs> hasn't called me. It's I don't, a perfect. Uh, it's a perfect on. segue to my next question because I wanted to ask you just about that because with all of the the lockout stuff going, I know that you've been up to the minute with it, and I know that you also work for the San Francisco Giants, so it's a little bit different of a of a conversation that we're having here but we know that cap floor is not really something that's super enforced when it comes to major league baseball and we also know that like the nba has a really high threshold for it so it could force you know penny pinching owners to spend to a certain point and feel the competitive team what do you think the biggest thing in your mind is holding each side of this dispute back to put your mom hat on or your therapist hat on because there's an olive branch and there's a friction point for everyone. And it just seems like there's a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of uh, a, a lot of so- scores to settle. There really is. And I and, and that's unfortunately the people paying the price for that are the fans and seasonal workers where they rely on this income that they're not getting now to put food on the table. You know, they're the concession workers and ticket, ticket takers and, and people like me, you know, uh, team employees that are contracted out. Like we don't get to go to work until they go to work, but we're not dealing with the millions of dollars a year that they are. So the mom hat in me gets very frustrated because I think there's a loss of perspective from both sides of what really are we complaining about here? Mm-hmm. But the business side of me understands a lot of it. Like if anybody ever asks you, do you make enough money? Do you feel like you make enough money a year? Who the heck is ever going to say, oh, yeah, oh, totally. I wouldn't want to make any more money ever. <laughs> I'm fine. So if you keep that perspective, like the, in my what I'm understanding it to be is the 
the players are a very strong union and they want to do what a union should do, which is protect the young people coming up and make sure that they have things in place. Should they get injured? Should their career be cut short? You know, a lot of this is about the future of the younger player, which unfortunately those free agents, veteran free agents are the ones who are probably going to be hurt in this. But from the owner side, you know, they're looking at it like how much, how much exactly should we be giving here? You know, this minimum salary to come in was that, you know, 500 something thousand and then it went up to 700,000. We think we gave you something there, but there's just bigger things at play. Like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of resentment there. And the biggest thing is that competitive balance tax where you're just going to have teams that don't have a large payroll, aren't going to want to cave they, because they think they can't. And so that's, I think personally, that's what's keeping this like huge $50 million gap in that CBT is that enough teams, owners of teams with smaller budgets don't want to, don't want to go. They've proven over the years, you can be competitive with a small payroll. So that's where the players are saying, this uh, doesn't really fly. You know, you, you know, look at the A's, the A's are competitive every year and they have one of the smallest payrolls. So it's, um, it's the whole thing, mom, mom, mom hat, very disappointed on both sides. <laughs> that should get them going then. I should be super motivated. <laughs> all of you. I'm very disappointed in all of you. Um, and I just hope that cooler heads prevail because at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. But, you know, I have fans, this is no joke. Like I have fans that reach out and, you know, they're struggling with cancer or through the pandemic, they lost their jobs and haven't been able to find something. And they they wait for that game to come on at night. They want to hear Dwayne and Mike talk, or I guess there are people who want to watch the Dodgers too, but I don't know very many of them. But they wait for these games Relax. to come on. I only watch them because <laughs> the Twins are never good. It's okay. It's okay, AVG. We can't always they, have they, the best even years of our lives, okay? Right, right. They need, But they need this. People need this type of entertainment you know I, I think about the power of baseball during 9-11 I'm not sure how old you guys are and how much I'm oh, yeah. myself but baseball took a you know a week hiatus and they were nervous about coming back like is this appropriate is it time and people needed it you needed just three hours of respite just get my mind off of you know how tough things are and if they can't see that in in the world right now coming off a pandemic where the game was taken from us without our choice and then what's happening in the world, if you look mm. around, like, yeah. let's get it together. You guys don't take the game away on choice. Don't do that. There's something that's, romantic that's, about escapism. And that's literally what baseball, I think, has provided oh, our, our country for, for so long. And while we don't appreciate it to the same uh, degree that we used to, it's still very much a necessity because I, I'm not the biggest baseball fan for a lot of the reasons that they've given us because of the greed, because Absolutely. of the fighting and everything. But at the end of the day, when I think of distinct batting stances, I think of Kevin Euclid. Or if I think of like somebody go. hit a massive ball and I hear the crack off the bat, I think of P- Big Poppy. Or when I think yeah. of a pitching motion, I see Tim Lincecum, full body trebuchet yeah. motion. And so my final question to you, Amy, uh, to end us here on a positive note, we all have those players whose viscerality sticks out to us. Who are those players for you in your mind? Well, current or former? I'll take I mean, either. I'm my, sure it's a great childhood? answer. I'm sure it's a great answer either way. Well, childhood, I, 
I live in a town called Petaluma, which is an hour north of Oakland and an hour north of San Francisco. So I am a diehard as a child A's and Giants fan. And I've got several Giants players who are not happy with me when I say that. But I grew up with Dave Stewart, pitcher for the A's, and Ricky Henderson on the A's side and Will Clark on the Giants side. And I literally can't think of anyone else that was better than those three at that time and has been since being able to go to Candlestick and watch Will Clark and go to the Coliseum and see Ricky steal a base or Dave Stewart throw a no-hitter. It's like just the prime, prime of sports for me. And I loved being a kid in that era watching them play. So that that would be my former. Um, more current, I mean, I, I got to work with Buster Posey his entire career. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> Don't bring yeah. The coolest I got, ever. I got to go, Buster. Well, those are those are great answers, and honestly, it's it's the little things like that that I think people try to hold on to in times like this because it is ugly. It is a, a tough time for everyone across the world, regardless. And we're not just talking specifically about baseball, but we truly appreciate you taking time to to discuss everything with us. And happy International Women's Day month and all the other things. And thank you for your contributions. I know that I have benefited uh, from it at some level. Oh, thanks for having me, and I hope everybody enjoys the show. Absolutely. That was Amy Gutierrez. She works for the San Francisco Giants, pretty much does everything for them, produces things, multimedia things, social media. She's going to be on Major League Baseball uh, Network tomorrow night, conducting some interviews with Alyssa Nakin. you got to find all of her good stuff on that Twitter account. What's her handle again, Amy? It's going to be Amy G Multimedia. Amy G Multimedia. That's right. The, literal, the Amy G. Insider calls are brought to us by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars. And Driveway's nationwide inventory, friends, what an opportunity. On the other side of the break, scouting and getting abouting. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.